0: Welcome to Daybreak with Ted Tibbet and Michael Paul. If you have a comment, you can call us now at 261-0898 or Pound 981 on any ceasefire device. Our email is newsradio mornings at gmail.com. been in please, mother been around song. 715, good morning. Friday morning, 15 minutes after
1: 7 o'clock. Michael Paul, Ted Tibbet, and we're joined by world famous Gene Valentino, <laughs>
0: and the studio Poor crowd famous. is the studio crowd is always happy to see you, Gene. So good morning to you. Uh, it's been a long week. There's been a lot going on. One of the things that has been prominent this week in the news, of course, is the Kyle Rittenhouse trial. How are you?
1: I'm doing fine. Good morning, gentlemen. Yeah, Rittenhouse's uh, trial is now on the fourth day of its deliberations here. Very interesting that it's taking so long. A lot of speculation from that. One thing that sticks out big time is NBC, MSNBC getting their hands slapped pretty hard by the judge yesterday for um, uh, trying to intimidate the jury, uh, getting on the bus and leaving. It's um, probably one of the more blatant uh, offenses in this process. I think they're trying to set this up to fail. That's
0: you? Yeah, of course they are. This is uh, this is a this is a plan that is a part of what happened last year with all the you know. As long as you were on the right side of this ish- issue, in other words, if you were a person that was burning down the town, uh, if you were a part of the BLM riots, you were the good person. If you tried to stop it, you were the bad person. And of course, because of all this fake news that we saw last year about the you know. It, it, mostly peaceful events, as it was burning behind the uh, behind the news reporter. You know, we all looked up and said, "Wait a minute, what is going on here? I don't understand." But because of all that fake news, we have a trial now of a young man who was simply, uh, I guess, exercising his right to defend himself. What, what say you? Not only that,
1: but the uh, we've always talked about the inconsistency. Of uh, selective prosecution in this country, probably one of the biggest things we can focus on since uh, Hoover, uh, Herbert Hoover and his abuse at the FBI. The fact of the matter is, prosecutors, whether elected or appointed, um, have to step up and make sure they are truly blind with their uh, with their uh, 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 with their application of the law. You cannot selectively prosecute one person because you got a certain angst for him or her and let someone else who's done something ten times more egregious slip through the cracks. We, we must make sure our judicial system and the application of the law is fair and balanced without, without um, prejudice. It's a big issue. You know, you remember Mark Mark Levin, Michael Michael uh, Mark Levin on um, on the uh, Fox News wrote his book American Marxism. I was reading it, and I'm saying, what is the connection of Mark Levin's book on American Marxism to the Rittenhouse issue you just brought up? Well, here you have a NBC MSNBC uh, uh, activist. I'll call him moving from bias to propaganda and now to activism in the way this trial is becoming unglued. And in parallel in uh, Mark um, Levin's book, he's talking about a Marxist-oriented society uh, getting um, uh, established and enabled and unseating a democracy through its intimidation and activism, starting with bias and prejudice, prejudiceism, and and it's starting when the they 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 intimidate you from being able to express your uh, true rights to free speech without fear of retribution, and that's what we have right now: the fear of you. Uh, of something uh someone retaliating against you a vindication for your uh, against
0: you and your right to speak freely you know what i'm saying yes sir I, of course i know what you're saying and we see it right here because this is an example of of the uh, uh of a young man who and and look we've been through this earlier this week ted and i've talked about it i mean there's no doubt that you would give advice to your 17-year-old son not to go somewhere like this stay away from this you see what happened to Kyle Rittenhouse I mean we would give the advice to stay away but we're older now and we understand these kind of things can you you can't you can't get anything good out of one of these bad situations that they had in Kenosha Wisconsin however if you subtract that out of the equation and you have a young man who is in a particular circumstance where he has to defend his life then we have to say yeah. it's okay. What he did was okay. In fact, it's probably what most people would do. However, yeah. I think Gene, the point that you're trying to make is is they are trying to make this out in the national news media that he has no right to defend himself. He should have used his fist. He should have taken a beating. He should have you know should have done this. Should have do- no. He had the right to defend himself from serious bodily injury or death, and he did. And yet, and the he, national news media is is, is not allowed; is they're they're not letting that message get out, and they're then trying to intimidate, as you mentioned, the jury, and and I'm concerned about this. Yeah,
1: I uh, I take some solace and get more uh, and feel um, I feel a little better when I see also in the news this morning, Texas Congressman Ryan Gillum. Switching parties from Democrat to Republican because of the insanity he claims in his the uh, party, which he can no longer take lightly anymore. Um, um, uh, 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 you know, back to Mark Levin again. He said the Democratic Party is not merely uh, not merely its surrogates is playing a major and direct role in promoting censorship and repression and Ryan Gillum, a former Democrat, uh, US congressman, feels that suppression and felt the need to become a Republican to get away from that intimidation. Now, a different story admittedly, but not uh, but also very parallel to the theme of what you mentioned just prior on Rittenhouse. There is a movement regardless of Rittenhouse's rights to, um, uh, to to free speech and to carry a gun, regardless of whether my son or your son would uh, would have been spanked for being in that environment yeah. in the first place. Yeah, yeah, uh, right, right. It, that, that doesn't yeah. matter. No, no it doesn't a, matter. He had a legal, he had a legal right to be there, and the Democrats are trying to see a subversion uh, take over. I have business friends who travel the country. He says, boy, I go into these sanctuary cities and states, and all I see is a crumbling of the city. What was once a glorious and glamorous town or village or city is now a, 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 a bombed-out waste place. It's, it's terrible what's happened in many of our areas of the nation."
0: It is terrible. And, and when you look at a bigger picture, you have to wonder, you've got a president who's so well connected with China. China, of course, a communist country. You've got the money pouring in from people like George Soros to elect local DAs. Now, they're reaching down to the local level to get DAs that believe like they do and punish crimes that they think should be punished and not punish crimes like... Well, like the the burning down of a city, they don't punish those people. They those people get out of jail. Kyle Rittenhouse, you know, is is under a million dollar bond, but there there is a move underway, and we have to wonder if we have traitors among us, even in our our national leaders. They're trying to appoint someone now for the for the uh, EPA or the Energy. I, I forget. This this is a full fledged Marxist. This is the way that they yeah. are headed with everything that they are doing in this country. It is a concerted effort to move us in that direction and we have to resist this at every level if you ask me yeah and that person
1: is also the same person you, uh, whose name escapes me at the second but she's under review by the uh, congress now for that appointment you're suggesting and she's and she's blaming uh the uh, refining industry the um, uh, the oil producers for this gas hike these in oil companies need to fail so that we can take over and have government control the pricing more directly. Oh yeah. She you know, said America it out loud. Facing, she she, she uh, said she wanted them to go bankrupt. Yeah. And right now this is sad. America is facing the steepest gas price increase in, in, in American history. And that combined with a, uh, inflationary spiral, uh, is probably the two worst sets of circumstances that are going to impact the net m- money you bring home in your paycheck every week, every month. Let me look. I said it on an earlier show. I don't care if you're Republican or Democrat. Get on side of the Republicans. They are not socialistic. They're not progressive, and vote in some conservative people that can reach that can stabilize this economy and get back to some. Incentives for business instead of funding people to stay home every day. Get g- give incentives going back to the Reagan administration and the trickle down theory. Let government incentivize business and let business use their good judgment to hire the right people to get back to work. So the furniture you just bought at the store doesn't take twenty four months to get here. It can might it, and not even twenty four weeks or two weeks like a normal like it used to be, but those, that supply chain issue has more to do with how government has hurt us uh, uh, with these handouts than, than anything else, and now they want to come in and try to fix it? They, they, they created their own problem, and Pelosi is doing it on the House floor right now as we
0: speak. No question about it. You mentioned uh, insanity and this uh, Democrat who is now switching to the Republican Party. I don't know if you remember this or not, but Rush Limbaugh, who God rest his soul, he taught us a lot about what was going on in this world every day from 11 to 2. And I miss hearing his, his take on things. But he used to say this, and I think he was ahead of his time on this, that the Democratic Party is mentally ill. And he used to say that they were they were insane. And they certainly are headed in that direction. You don't even recognize. You know, Ted Tibbett, sitting right next to me here, used to be the local chairman of the Democratic Party. My father ran for office as a Democrat. These Democrats today are not the Democrats of our fathers. These aren't Ted Tibbett Democrats anymore.
1: Yeah, yeah. You know, Ted, well, it's the old Dixie Democrat. My dad was a Democrat, too. My words, those Dixie Democrats were more conservative than some of these Republicans. And, but- uh, uh, you know, a lot of that changed over uh, five decades. But um, uh bravo to you, Ted. You know, Ted sits a little bit more silent than you and me in the morning. And I want to commend him for his uh contribution to this nation and several levels over his life history he um, he's done a lot of great things for the community locally and to
0: the nation at large. Ted says you can't get in trouble for something you didn't say. Hey, y'all
1: keep <laughs> talking. Don't worry about the news. Bottom of the hour. T i b b e t t.
0: Just make sure make well, sure the check is spelled right.
1: That's correct.
0: <laughs> yeah. Just gi- give me twenty percent more than you paid me last week. That's, that's I, right. I can tell
1: y'all this real quickly. People used to say you want to be a Jeffersonian Democrat. And I said, what's that? They said, they believe that the less a government governs, the better government we have. That is true. Yeah. And that was an old Jeffersonian Democrat. But they're not the party then. Even John Kennedy would be turning over in his grave right now. Oh, boy. Yeah, that's not the same De- Democratic Party, that's for sure. No, it's not.
0: Absolutely not. Well, Gene, we've got about 45 seconds left. Uh, Anything else you'd like to add to the segment this Friday?
1: Well, November 19, 1863, the Gettysburg Address. Though the Battle of Gettysburg, one of the bloodiest battles of the American Civil War, was fought in the early July of 1863, it was a few months later on November 19th that The 50,000 soldiers who died at the Gettysburg were forever uh, cemented in the the American consciousness by the brief address given by President Abraham Lincoln. Uh, Only 271 words. It went down in history as one of the most memorable speeches ever given. If you haven't learned it in your history class, uh, take a look at it in Google the Gettysburg address of Abraham Lincoln.
0: All right. Gene Valentino. You can go to GeneValentino.com and check him out for yourself. A good friend of ours from Pensacola, Scambia County. Former commissioner over Thank you so much for joining us. Have a good weekend. Best of both of you guys.
1: Fox News is next. I
0: know what you're doing. I
1: see you.